Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Oh my goodness, Brenna. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I am excited <laughs> to talk to you today. Uh, we're going to talk about some badass TV shows from film franchises that are like beautiful pieces of writing. Um, because yeah. they're awesome, and also it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. It was <laughs> Agatha all along. Yes, today we are talking about Disney Plus shows, aka we've, we've both watched all of WandaVision. I have watched season one of The Mandalorian, you've watched both seasons, mm-hmm. and then you said you watched a couple episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I have watched all of them. So Yes. Yeah, and we kind of want to talk about why that particular format, I mean, even with like a lot of streaming shows, is just doing so well Mm -hmm. um and and if it's like especially with star wars because obviously all like a lot of the marvel properties people love no matter what but star wars is very love or hate when it comes to the new movies and whatnot so i think it's interesting to talk about that and how the mandalorian is like well regarded as fantastic yeah very widely well received quite widely yeah is that how you say that (laughs) i don't know um but yeah i think we can start sort of with our backgrounds. Um, I mean, people who know us or who have listened know this already, but Brenna's way more into Marvel than I am. And I know more about Star Wars than she does. So I'm by no means an expert. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I've pretty much, yes, I've never been a Star Wars fan ever i've watched like episode four like once and i feel like i've watched them while i was babysitting a lot of the little boys i babysat (laughs) as i was growing up because i've babysat for like way over a decade now um they all were uh star wars fans probably because of their parents so i kind of have a little bit of knowledge but barely any (laughs) which is crazy because i love sci-fi but people are always shocked that i don't i'm not really into star wars i've never really gotten into it but yeah my brother's a big star wars fan um my parents, not so much, though everybody loves The Mandalorian in my family, which is mm-hmm. fun. Um, and interestingly, I've watched, been watching all of these shows that we're talking about with my brother. Um, should have had him as a guest. Just kidding. I don't want to spend any time with him ever. <laughs> I'm so funny, right? I don't know. Do, do, do we, do we want to just hop into talking about these shows? I don't really have much to say about myself. I think this is like, we haven't had a topic in a while where I've been like really eager to talk about the stuff that's not about me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think, I guess like for, for me, everyone probably knows I'm a huge Marvel fan. It was always hard for me to get into the TV shows because like they were so separate from the MCU because they weren't really run by the same people yeah. and they were all like like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter like which I've obviously there's some that are really good like the Netflix shows but I've never it was just so hard for me to get into them because they didn't involve this bigger story that I was so invested in um, so that's kind of why I am just completely obsessed with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki looks fantastic they keep releasing more footage of it. Um, and I, yeah, it's just because the actors and the characters, like it's it's such a perfect, perfect model. Plus Disney Plus was so cheap when it first, like it literally was six ninety nine, and it's mm-hmm. insane. So everyone, I basically had Disney Plus for a whole year until I watched anything on it because I was just waiting for the Marvel shows. So. 
But then, yeah, with Star Wars, I've never been a fan. Um, but then The Mandalorian, I watched season one just while it was on, it was on TV. While uh, I watched it while my boyfriend was watching it, and I actually was like, "Hey, this is something I could get into." And I feel like I hope I hope people have gotten into Star Wars through The Mandalorian. I really hope so because it's very good. My mom has. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom has, which is a huge deal because she didn't like watch any of it, and my brother was so obsessed for so long, and she just doesn't yeah. really like things that have fantasy and fighting combo. Doesn't speak to her, but she really, really loved Mandalorian, and it's gotten her into everything else. To the point that she said, "Happy May Fourth this year." It is. A, it is a pretty huge thing because I feel like they've released, like they do a lot of they they do a lot of stuff like they release trailers and stuff. I feel like they they definitely milk it sometimes, which is cool. It's cool to have your own like franchise day. Yeah. So. I think Wandavision is so cool. Um, yeah. I and it's interesting because the last couple of Marvel movies have not been up my alley. I actually didn't mm-hmm. see well I somebody made me watch Endgame but I wasn't really paying but because after the Infinity War movie I was just kind of like what um, it's a lot and really it was made for the people that had been watching it for 10 years like it was not made for just some random to be like what what is this it was yeah. it's so convoluted and so many things are going on like it's well and it's so long <laughs> not to get on my writer's high horse but I really felt like it just the whole movie just didn't matter. <laughs> like, it, everything that yeah, happened, no, totally they could have reduced to, like, a 15-minute bit and started the next movie with it. Montage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mean everything that happened in Infinity War, you mean? Yeah. Because they all came back anyway? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we all knew they yeah. were going to come I mean, back. Because they all had It's not like contracts. they were going to kill Black Panther off after the successful movie and the the way that would look. Like, it's not like they were going to just be like, okay, bye. Um, obviously they're going to have to now, or I don't know how they're going to handle that, but, um, at least his character, his version of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there were so many things that were just completely, of course, these people are coming back. They still have contracts. Like, (laughs) yeah. And I just felt like you can't, it was hard. It just kind of made me angry that they would end a movie that way. Like, okay, you can do, I just find it more palatable to do that in the middle of a movie. Um, yeah. And similarly, I think that one of the last Star Wars movies when they killed off um Princess Leia, like she almost died, but then she didn't die, but then the actress was dead. It's just like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, I really liked I liked that ending, but I think that it was I totally understand what you're saying. I think it was the point of that movie was not it was to focus on like Thanos. And so that kind of made sense. Cause like he won at the end mm-hmm. so that everyone's like, that's Thanos's movie. And the next one is the hero's movie. So yeah, whatever, but I get it. It's yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. WandaVision though is also a lot, but it's a, it's a great, a lot. Yes. I think, um, just the concept itself is genius because it, I, it feels like an art film, like a really, really long art film, even though it's a TV show, um, because it just is so creative, and that's all down to the concept, and I just want to know who came up with it and, like, shake it. They executed it yeah. so well, the commercials, the style, the fashion, the way the aspect ratio would change, the music, the dialogue, like, every fucking aspect of the show really had to do with what was happening and that is so Mm -hmm. rare and i also think that's a good cornerstone of writing when like everything matters and everything had to because of the style everything mattered so much that people had the wildest possible theories and it was just it was chaos yes people really knew to tone that down 
for the next show because we were we were burned by so many of these theories. But like in the end, I was left happy because the writing and the story, the world and the characters were built so fucking well that none of those theories really mattered that much. I don't like. It was just I thought it was so perfect the way everything happened because it was Wanda's story and it was just beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. And it was a mystery too, which is always great. Yeah, and really engaging. I think that's what a lot of people. A lot of the Marvel, specifically Marvel fans that I follow, didn't think the first three episodes, the first three episodes that were just sitcoms, because the fourth one is where you finally get into like what's actually happening in the outside world. You see like little snippets and like in the, but it like builds it up. It's like this horror thing. Like what? This she has blood all over her hand, and it's not in black and white. Like there's so many little things, and I think that kept me engaged. But people that love those old shows, oh my god, people like I saw two sides of the of the spectrum: the Marvel fans who were like kind of bored and the people that are so into old TV that were just drooling over it. And I was kind of in the middle, yeah. but I think those were necessary for the rest of the series for sure. Mm-hmm. And just, I think it's a testament to when you do something so new and like outside of your typical oeuvre that NPR does a segment on it. And it was like with one of the really artsy people. Yes. And there's been so many references to like, there's been a couple like SNL references, which like obviously they reference like the Marvel movies, but it's just interesting. Like some of the ways that it's been in pop culture already. And a lot of that has to do with Katherine Hahn. Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. Um, and all the memes that have come with, with Agatha as a character. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out the remixes, I made Brenna listen to them the other day. Um mm-hmm. Highly recommend, especially the Cardi B one. Uh, just beautiful work of art. I can't wait for yeah. for uh, drag drag shows to be a thing again so that I can see a queen perform that song because, oh my God, it's like it was made yeah. for a drag queen. I saw Brig, I saw Brig RSVP'd for the drive-in show. Yes. In June or something <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, he's trying to get me to go, but I... The lineup isn't my favorite, and it's on a weeknight. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But Did you go? To, have you gone to any of the ones where they come to Deepak, like they yeah. do that tour? Yeah. Yeah? Are they good? Um, It was okay. It, I mean, it was nice to see some of them. I honestly prefer, I think after that, I don't really prefer, like, a big tour. I like to see, like, a one queen act. Like, I've been to a stand-up yeah. routine from one queen and then I've been to like one of the show tours and the show tour was just kind of underwhelming I'd rather just see someone I really love one-on-one not (laughs) one-on-one but you know what I mean (laughs) yeah um anyways yes uh Bob the Drag Queen's obsessed with Agatha all along and all of WandaVision it was just Mm -hmm. hilarious to see this this queen talk about all this throughout it it was such a cultural moment um in my the world that I operate in, it was really exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think anytime a show spawns all these outlandish theories, I think that's only a good sign. I think you should always be aiming to make that happen. Yeah. The The main thing is that it, a lot of issues happened with COVID. So, like, this show was not meant to come out first. A lot of issues happened with COVID is an understatement, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> in every sense of the word. In, of the world. Um, and word. Mm-hmm. Uh but um, I guess the because Black Widow was supposed to be the first thing to come back, and obviously that's been delayed over a year now because it was supposed to come out a year ago. Um, and then Falcon Winter Soldier because that was going to tie into that. And then WandaVision, and so like it was just kind of weird. They this was like what they had, I guess, the most footage of, like because I guess they didn't have to film anything else. They were kind of done. Maybe I think maybe I've heard that maybe they filmed like that last episode during COVID because you know how in the town everyone was like all spread out and super far apart. I wonder oh, if that has something to do with it. <laughs> 
Um, hmm. But anyway, so this was never supposed to be like the first the first show. And that's why like the theories went totally wild. And everyone was like, oh my God, they're bringing in the X-Men. Oh my God, this, that. And of course it didn't help that they literally brought in Evan Peters as like a boner joke. Um, and then people were very upset. But I think that people made good points that like if they had done that, if this show had come out when it was supposed to and they had done that, people wouldn't be as upset. But because it was the first thing that like, people just wanted to grasp onto every fucking thing yeah which makes sense because we are so starved of marvel content for the pandemic <laughs> and um it was just so fun like i ever i basically would like get all my work done on thursdays so i could have like fridays to just watch the show and watch all the recaps and whatnot first thing like, in the was, morning it was right so fun yeah it was so <laughs> fun i didn't it sucks because if we were on the west coast I, I would actually stay up till midnight but it comes out at 3 a.m here so i would just like whenever i'd wake up i'd watch it and then like do whatever I had to do for the day. But it was just so fun. And it was it was so cool to have that have that weekly television show thing again, mm-hmm. because you don't get that nowadays. And like, I, as much as I do love being able to binge like old shows and stuff, I think it's, um, it's just something so special, because then you could actually go into all these crazy theories, and you could have all that fun. And uh, it was just it was so nice again to have something like that. If I ever have a TV show, I want it to be a mystery. And I want to release it on a weekly basis. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would watch it with my brother every, that's how I would like hang out with him each week was we watch the new one. I guess my last thing about WandaVision is the visual stuff with the pixels that's, um, yeah. weirdly chromatic aberration is a thing that's been recently added to my, uh, the drawing software I use. Mm. So it just made me notice it more like the way you can sort of separate something into, cause the way TV works, it's the three colors and then that like red blue and green and then they um the way they separated it and played with that was just like fucking awesome and things glitched it was just it was yeah it was just the perfect like and all the all the behind the scenes stuff was just so interesting and seeing how they filmed it in front of a live studio audience and just like so cool totally totally revolutionary i think and i think it'll be rewarded hopefully in some some way awards wise but yeah who knows We'll see. We'll see. It should be. I know that. Don't worry. Last night, they uh, Elizabeth Olsen won at, like the MTV Movie Awards or whatever, or movie <laughs> and TV awards. <laughs> oh, my God. But that MTV, those, those awards, like, love Marvel a lot. So, but it's so stupid. <laughs> Ugh. All the award shows are stupid, but whatever. Anywho, mostly just for not giving Chadwick Boseman an Oscar. Yeah, that was bullshit. It's completely ridiculous. Okay, The Mandalorian. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that we noticed about this one was the tempo change. I think, oh my god, we're sitting the same way. <laughs> um, you guys will never know how we were sitting. Yeah, the tempo change. The movies are all are action movies, basically, just in space. Um, yeah. And the TV show was very slow and emotional mm-hmm. and almost period PC if that makes sense like obviously it wasn't set in a different well I mean it is a long time ago in a galaxy far far away but yeah um it's not really a period piece but it's very character focused and I do think this is part of how tv shows operate because you have more time to be with them and everything but it was just so fucking well done and the dynamics between Mandalorian and and the child were fabulous it just so well constructed that the orphan through line again it's like every little detail matters and you have the time to notice them bravo 
what else can I say? I don't know. Which is the whole reason why even like we were, I was kind of thinking like WandaVision really wasn't that much. A di- it was like, I guess maybe, I don't know. I don't know if these shows were like six hours long versus like a three hour movie, but like with these cider, with cider characters, with these side characters, um, you like only got a couple minutes with them in the movies. So it's just the fact that they have this time to like develop these characters and have these like kind of side characters become favorites. Um, I think that's, and it's exactly why this format works because, and, and why the Mandalorian worked because you had time to build up these characters. And that's the whole point of having longer format content yeah. over the span of however long. Um, Cause yeah, Star Wars movies are just kind of like bam, bam, big set piece. Etc. And oh, speaking of set pieces, the whole the Mandalorian was the first show that you or the first thing that used that gigantic like, what is that technology called? It's the whole screen where it's like basically a green screen, but it's actually being projected on it, so the actors are actually like there. Oh, cool! Like, so it's way is way easier to act, and they're using that in like the Marvel movies as well. Um, I didn't know about and that. Yeah, I think the Mandalorian was the first. Maybe it was. I think it was the first where they. I don't remember what it's called, but it's so cool. It's like just a gigantic screen. Hmm. And it looks super realistic, like you're actually there. But I think it was... So <laughs> well, you didn't watch the second season, but I'm sure you no. already know about this. But um, yeah, the fact that they saved uh, Luke to the very end, and he's like the only character mm-hmm. from the other... Oh, I guess there is that girl with the big tentacles. I don't know her name, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't either. <laughs> but the fact that they really compared, especially to the to the most recent movies that they really held back on the like characters from other shows other other installments whatever um was a testament i think to the world building and the story like they didn't use it as a crutch and Mm -hmm. so when the characters we did recognize showed up it was like fucking amazing and so exciting and the way they revealed luke too with his hand and his and his lightsaber um, my brother, it was like, when we watched it together, it was like the third time he'd watched it, at least, and he was still just like, look, look. Aww. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, I definitely have watched that scene. Um, I'll probably watch it again. I love Mark Hamill. When we're done. <laughs> I just love, out of all, like, the, like, I just, I want to know what, um, I don't know, it's just so interesting to see a franchise that's so long have, like, one of its main actors still be so involved and so amazing and, like, such mm-hmm. a team player. He just seems like the coolest dude. <laughs> I love him. Baby Yoda, I refuse to call him anything else, whatever. Okay, whatever. Like, the fact that it just took off so fast and became, like, this huge thing. Like, I see bumper stickers all the time of Baby Yoda. Like, all this stuff that you would think takes longer to become, like, part of the pop culture i don't know yeah memorialized in pop culture history but it was just so quick it was such a good choice and the way they all the little movie things that they did to like make him read as a baby but also not as a baby was just fabulous like the fact that he ate frogs oh and again snl really hopped on that of the baby yoda skits oh my god kyle is a hoot um kyle mooney so it's anyway (laughs) i just remembered something another thing that i loved about mandalorian is that they went back i think in a lot of ways to the format set up by the first three movies where Mm -hmm. a lot of it either is practical effects or looks like practical effects like especially the droids 
Um, yeah. It's like the biggest mistakes made in the, like all the movies afterwards was that they lost that, that feel. Cause there's something just so compelling about a space saga with the, this like clunky detailing. It's honestly yeah. more realistic in a lot of ways. And just yeah. enchanting. So. Yeah, I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge in Disney, but I'm sure from what I've seen, it looks like the coolest fucking thing. And just you saying the the droids reminded me of you can like make your own droid, make your own lightsaber, all these amazing things, and it just seems so cool. Mm-hmm. And even though the Avatar movie is people really hate on it. I mean, I liked it when it came out, but I was like in eighth grade. And uh, that world is just fantastic. So I really want to to go to Disney sometime soon. So please take me to Disney. <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she says with her Mickey anyway. shirt on. Yeah. And my dad that is a Disney employee. Yeah. <laughs> take me, Anna Claire. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, my sister's been saying the same thing. But, okay. Just... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know if I told you this, but when I went to that comic-con thing in houston sebastian stan was there oh that's so cool and i honestly didn't give a fuck um even though i like the captain america movies i just to me he was always very like boring side character especially as an actor no offense but just like physically as an actor he just doesn't or as a human god it gets worse like like generic white guy number five yes or but, I mean, to be fair, Chris Evans kind of it was until he became Captain America, too. <laughs> yeah. But because he's, like, this scrawny kid and he's got this heart of gold, yeah. like, you connect to him. Whereas yeah. Bucky doesn't have as much of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but when... I don't know why, but when he woke up from that nightmare in the first episode, I was like, oh, my yep. God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So good. This That was, like... I, to- I mean, I've always kind of... I don't know. I mean, I just like him as a character but I think he I agree like I think that he needed this show for sure because mm-hmm. <laughs> that episode the episode the first episode where they don't actually interact at all where it's just they're two separate stories like I it was so I don't know it was just great yeah that the fucking cinematography when he's in the therapist's office you said cinematography <laughs> cinematography <laughs> <laughs> yes yes anyways oh anyway so good truly um but yeah, something about uh, that little nightmare scene really got me, and <laughs> now I understand the people who were like enthusiastically freaking out everywhere he went. Um, yeah, Ren has always been very, very obsessed with him. <laughs> I've never been like crazy, but I mean, I don't know. I the first Captain America, like where he's where he's just Bucky before he's the Winter Soldier, he's like so boring, and I don't yeah. care about him at all. I've um, um, did I yeah. say while we were recording that Sugar. <laughs> I'm only two episodes in. That's what I was going to ask. Did I say while we're recording I'm only two episodes in? I think so, yeah. Okay. In the beginning. I don't know what else is to come, but so far, I'm. <laughs> they're just, every second, every opportunity they get, they're making this Captain America replacement guy seem like a douche. Yeah. I'm interested <laughs> by the, the dynamics, the race dynamics that they're slowly introducing. I do have to say, the idea that the Falcon and his family are Louisiana fish fishers is bullshit when you listen to them talk there's no way that they are from um, well he is from louisiana he don't sound like it girl <laughs> they specifically wrote that because he is from louisiana um 
he, but I mean, he hasn't. I don't think he's lived. I mean, he. I guess he lives in New York now, probably. But well, I, and actors <laughs> too have to. Part of actor training is to make your voice yeah. more neutral. But I, yeah. I just don't. I mean, he could have put it on. I'm sure he can do a good one if he's from there. I just, yeah. I've never come across anyone who lives on the coast of Louisiana and sounds like that. I have never been to Louisiana nor encountered that many people from Louisiana, but. I liked, I, aside from their voices, I thought everything was so interesting. Yeah, it was really fascinating, and to think about, like, all of, because all of the paperwork that the government would have had to do, and, like, all the ways people are getting fucked over because of the blip, it's just mm-hmm. bonkers. I think it's so funny that they call it the blip mm-hmm. instead of the snap in the, in the, it's because everyone calls it the snap in, like, our reality, but then in the movies they call it the blip. Hmm. Anyway. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I really also liked about WandaVision and this show as well, is it so delved into the ramifications of, mm-hmm. like, and it was in a way that we wouldn't be able to get in the movies. Because, like, the other, the last Spider-Man movie came out, it was set after the blip, but it was actually set after WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, so it's, like, set months later. Mm. Um, but it, like, doesn't really go into, it just, like, it's done for comedic effect. Like, yeah. the marching band all of a sudden appears in the middle of a basketball game. Like, it's done for comedic effect instead of, like, the haunting waking up and your mother is fucking dead in a hospital that you've been sitting in for five years or, you know, or your <laughs> like credit you score you goes in. to shit. Cause you haven't been or, alive. Yeah. And the fact, the, the fact that they finally answered the question, do Avengers get paid? Like yeah. everyone wants, has wanted to know that for so long. And everyone's like, yeah, I, I wish, I guess Stark just gave the money, but like, I guess they don't get <laughs> that much money or anything. Like it was so sad. Yeah. And just like, anyway, I think a lot of the, the real world shit was just so good. And that's what was, that's been the best part. I mean, this was basically Captain America, the winter soldier as a series, because that movie is so grand in reality and people consider it to be like a lot of people consider it to be the best Marvel movie. Cause it's so gritty and it's like a spy thriller. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of different from all the other Marvel movies. So I think it really, really, um, it was a really good continuation of kind of the Captain America saga. Um, Highlighted. And, yeah. The rate, Sorry, the ridiculousness of other movies was highlighted by that. Uh, yeah, that conversation about warlocks. Yeah, I think obviously you're gonna you're gonna see going forward that there is a, a insane scene that they're in no way like it's just crazy that they put this on a Disney platform. It's so it's such a fucking commentary. It's just insane. This show is so good and so uncomfortable and needed. So good. anyway, Yay. it's so good. And now there's going to be another movie and I'm very excited and the same guy's writing it. So it should be like very similar. Oh, yes. last time we talked, you said that they cut out a pandemic storyline, but I've heard that that oh, was yeah. a fake rumor. So I think the fact that it was like supposed to be a pandemic, I've heard, I think the actual like writer has kind of mentioned it was going to be. I think it wasn't necessarily like a pandemic, but it could have been some sort of virus that maybe came from like an Asian country. Not like, like it was like somebody like made man made it in this, in this, in this fake criminal country, Magipore, which they have in the show. Like, um, and I think that may be what it was because they had to cut a lot out. Like there's a famous actress that literally just like, you see her for one second, she's already dead. And they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have cast her if like, she didn't have more, in the storyline, but like her whole storyline had to be cut basically. Okay. 
Um, yeah, because it was too close to COVID. I said something about it while we were watching, and my sister Googled it, and she was like, the directors come out and said that that's not true, but I guess she was wrong. No, I mean, she could be right, because I think that they have to kind of cover that Disney never lets anybody tell any secrets, so. Oh. But I, there had to be, there was definitely stuff cut, for sure, because yeah. it was like, very, the stuff that, all the Flag Smasher stuff was like very, um, kind of like thrown together, and it was just kind of not as fleshed out. Yeah, already it feels weird, and they're like talking about vaccines, yeah. and Yeah, like exactly, no that's, that like vaccines are like the only thing, is like they, and there's parts that are like obviously kind of dubbed over, so I think they... I think it's still a fantastic show based on all the stuff they had to do because of COVID and whatnot. And I've also, because Black Widow came out, was supposed to come out first, I think they were going to have it tie more into Black Widow, but they didn't want to like introduce a bunch of characters here that were going to be introduced in the movie originally. So like there was a lot of other things with that they had to cut. (laughs) So the fact that they had to do all that and it's still amazing and all of like the race stuff and all of that was always the heart of it anyway. So yeah. And all of, Sam's struggles and imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good. It has a really great ending, and it's just so cute. I'm excited. So, yeah, you're going to love it. Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to add besides I want more stuff like this to exist. Yeah. Please. I ugh. I think a lot of... A lot of um, a lot of these streaming services are doing more like tied to franchise stuff, mm-hmm. which who knows if it's going to be good or bad. I mean, I've there's st- are they still doing like some Harry Potter show? Uh, probably knows? not. They're yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that anymore. We but they're did definitely hear doing, like, Lord of the Rings, and there was a substantial uh, rumor, um, like substantial enough that the fan sites I trust the most were talking about it, but it was like right as I, all the bullshit with. Um, mm, that's probably yeah. But at the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just heard, speaking of, I just heard that Eddie Redmayne has been cast as the the narrator for Chicago. There might be a different word for that role, but do you know what I'm talking about? The, like, iconically gay role? Yeah, that's weird. I just don't get it. Um, also, I, isn't, didn't he come out and defend JK at some point? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, like, say everything that she said was all right, but he did talk about yeah. giving her, like, some sort of credit or leniency, and as a man who played a trans woman, it just, he didn't have the right to speak up in that moment, um, and he certainly didn't have yeah. the right to say what he, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. What a nightmare. It just really showed, I don't think it was malicious, but I think it really showed that he yeah. lacks understanding yeah. of, like, trans women experience. And the fact that he played someone and won an Oscar for it is just a little sad. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yes. But anyways, um, speaking of, people should go watch... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Disclosure. People should go watch Disclosure uh, on Netflix. A great documentary on the history of trans people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um and Elliot Page's interview with Oprah, too. You could do a seven-day free trial of Apple TV. Watch it. Not related to anything we're talking about, but still important. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what else happens. I love the fact that streaming is giving people the opportunity to be more experimental with TV. And especially Disney, who, like, knows they're going to make money. I guess, obviously, they didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. But yeah. I think they, they were confident enough that they could make money off Disney+. Plus. That, like, 
I mean, they didn't have any content, really. Like, they just had, like, old stuff for the longest time. And now that these things are starting to come out, I think it's it's just the quality is just amazing. Yeah. And it's because they have the people behind them that have done the show or done the movies and um, care about these characters. So Stranger Things paved the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of David Harbour, Black Widow comes out. And that's exciting. And he looks great. Yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe we'll talk about it. I'm actually, I'm so excited. I'm actually going to go into a movie theater. <gasps> like, oh my God. It's, it comes out in July, but it's, it's like the last, you can, you can still watch it on streaming. Like they're going to do it on streaming and in theaters. But like, I, I mean, especially with masks just getting, I mean, I'm not comfortable enough to take off my mask right now, but I can still want, I still want to go into a movie theater yeah. and go see a movie. So I'm very excited. Okay. I have an important question from a distance. Does my silhouette look like Jimin? Yeah. Is that no? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just your hair. I was going to say your That's hair That's what I mean. Very... Yeah, your hair, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've got some poof there. You could look, you could pretty much name any, any boy, like, K-pop. Or, I mean, they kind of all have, they all have the That's similar true. hair that kind of just rotates between different styles, but it's all kind of. In colors. You know. The silhouette. Yeah, in colors, obviously. And I feel like he's got a long face. So that's why. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's enough bouncing back and forth between random topics. Thank you for listening and blah, blah, blah. All right. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at ObsessNaturally or email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs> why I get so psyched up um I should probably talk about my mental block in therapy that that <laughs> prohibits me from starting a podcast episode with a straight face or anything that sounds normal coming out of my mouth